dangerously close. This episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. But you see, I'm actually me from a different timeline in the future, where this episode was brought to you by Marvel Studios. But the people at Marvel couldn't think of an ending to the ad that they started writing, so they sent me back in time to let you know that if you want to bring balance to the universe, go to williammitchellaudio.com. Do you want to do like any vocal warm-ups? Sure. Uh, so you have to repeat after me. It's kind of a tongue twister, but it's really good for getting you ready to like read someone's bio and not fuck it up. Okay, okay. I'll try. I'll try. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's wife. I've been plucking pheasants my whole pheasant plucking life. And you can't say fuck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up swearing. I'm going to end up swearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you came to the right podcast. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah, fluent in swearing. I'm not the, pl- I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to do it unless I can swear. <laughs> uh, what was I'm, I doing right before we hit record? I was like, <clears throat> nowadays everybody want to talk, but they got something to say, but nothing comes out. Like the move the lives with the mother generation, motherfuckers act like they're I fucked that up. That's a classic, though. That's a classic tongue twister. <clears throat> My guest today is <laughs> Leah Lorenowitz. Did I say that right? You said it right. All right. Oh Leah Lorenowitz is a former sideshow circus performer and failed actress who has been a phone sex operator for 10 years. She is also a freelance writer, but that's not likely the career everyone has questions about. Leah was born and raised in an industrial hellhole called Hamilton, Ontario, and currently resides in Toronto, where people refuse birthday party invites based on the fact that there was someone on the guest list with energy they don't like. On the phone sex line, Leah specializes in feminization, a type of sexual domination that turns men into women, but in the J. Edgar Hoover kind of way, not the Caitlyn Jenner kind of way. Mm -hmm. Leah is currently trying to get her stripper pull back from her friend Eric so that she can install it in her bedroom and dance to Tiny Dancer by herself. <laughs> oh, Madonna, Tiny Dancer. It's, like, it's the best pole dancing song, I think. Wait. Hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. It's not coming yeah. to my mind right now, but I, I know the song. Hold me down and she's raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of your bio. Leah <laughs> has a podcast all about mm-hmm. her phone sex adventures called Mm-hmm. I'm Deep Throat. Available on pretty much everything except for, I guess, not iTunes. It's the only one you didn't put it on. Yeah, that's the only one it isn't on, but it's on everything else. Okay, but by the time this comes out, uh, put it on iTunes, too. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I like, it's just, a re- it's resistant. It's me, it's me getting in my own way. You're like, you know? I ain't, Steve Jobs doesn't tell me what to do. But uh, Exactly. The, uh, like, 50% of all my listeners use iTunes. I feel like you're you're cutting out like a lot of audience out by doing that. I probably am. A lot of them are on Spotify, but I feel like if I go on iTunes, yeah, I'll probably have a lot more listeners for sure. I'm afraid of success. I'm getting uh, in my own the, way. The, the tragic uh, part of just being someone that's like funny and smart. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Hey, first of all, I had something else I wanted to say. <clears throat> sure, on. sure. Let me get in the character. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, hey, hey, what's up, man? I'm, I'm 18 years old. And this podcast is all about uh, third wave ska. I'm about to graduate high school, and I brought Lee on here to find out if we can figure out who's better, if it's Sublime or No Doubt. 
<laughs> I stole that from a, you. So you put clips in your podcast and you post I do. Clips, dude. And the dude sounded like he's probably 50. And he's just yes. like, he's like, hey, yes. what's up? I'm 18 years old. Yeah. I'm about yep. to graduate high school. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm graduating on Friday. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, it's like he is for sure like retired. <laughs> Like the guy is retired and it's like, but I, I get that a lot though. There's a lot of guys who'll come on and they'll go, I just turned 18 last Saturday. I'm a virgin. And it's like, <laughs> really? Then did you steal your dad's credit card to get on here? Like, also, no, well, you're maybe, they're, maybe they're tech geniuses. Maybe they've invented an app. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're geniuses. Hey, That's I'm, the answer. Hey, I'm 18 years old. I invented an app and I can afford like $2.99 a minute for like hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been binge listening to your podcast this week and I want to say this. I right. want to say it's smart and thoughtful and funny and artistic. So I guess my question is, what do you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to be confrontational, the answer is probably. Okay. You know? <laughs> so I just, what I do is I get people like you on that like are like, already really good at being smart and funny and thoughtful and then i just ask questions and then i get to ride the coattails so it's pretty sick i got a, I got a pretty little nice thing going here because you, you do a monologue it's very very different very difficult i know i write a whole thing and then it takes it takes a lot of work to sound like i don't know what i'm doing you know what i mean like it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of uh, writing and rewriting and research just for me to sound like a total fucking idiot <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work. Well, sometimes and, it sounds, uh, sounds like a lecture or like a, it sounds like a, yeah, like a, one of those like online courses, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you want to learn about evolutionary uh, theory, but also like, I'm going to drop a bunch of like crazy sex shit in it yeah. and then make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, yeah. Cause I, that's what I like about it. And it's like, I like that, you know, I can talk about something like evolutionary psychology and then just like go into like a, like shitting or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't care. How, I mean, I'm not into being an adult baby, but like shitting will always be funny to me and I'm not ever going to stop. Yeah. Shitting is funny. I'm, I think shit is hilarious and I am obsessed <laughs> with it and I don't care what anyone says. You know what I mean? I'm obsessed with it. Like whenever yeah. there's a shitting story, I'm like, who, what, where, when, how? Like I, I just, I get into it. You know what I mean? I feel um, like I'm a, a friend of mine like has a story where they shit their pants like you know on, on accident. Totally. It's like yes, I can't. All over it's it. Like I'm all like it's the only time that I can just hold my tongue and just really engage. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you want to know where were you? What yeah. happened? What I, I, were you I, eating? I wanted, what was buddy, the other people? My buddy was driving home from work and he like had to shit so bad and he was in really bad traffic and he just couldn't wait anymore and he like pooped in his pants. And so he yeah. like, didn't want it on his car seats because he like he, he had just bought the car. So he lifted his butt <laughs> off the seat and he had to drive <laughs> all the way home like in this like kind of reverse plank. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he's like levitating off the yeah. but he didn't get any poop in his car, so that's actually really commendable. That is, I mean, I'm sure he like really hurt his fucking lumbar spine doing that too. But that's what happens when you shit your pants, is you you blow out your lumbar spine trying not to shit on your nice car seat you know I, I i guess we should tell the origin story 
sure. uh, your podcast before I get into these other questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear out the gate, just like a like I'm going crazy. We're going to talk about it because, like I said, I've been binging your podcast, and I know that you know most people are not going to know what I'm talking about. So we got to we got to get into you and like. Sure. First question I have to ask was, uh, was Girl Six by Spike Lee literally your inspiration to yes. get a job as a phone sex operator? Yes. I have yeah. seen that movie. It's a, it's a good, it's a, and you also, you did say Spike Lee is underrated and I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think he's majorly underrated. And I think, honestly, I think it's just simply because he's kind of, uh, he's very confrontational about race. Yeah. So sure. I think I think that's what that's why he's so underrated. I mean, it's almost like uh like cartoonish how Hollywood has like kind of undermined him just because he's so confrontational about race. Like it's so stupid, you know, because it's like he's just as good as any of these other like top tier directors, but he's rarely ever kind of talked about in the same vein as like, you know, some of the big A-list directors. And I guess, you know, he's he's an older dude and it's great. Yeah. It's from the '90s, right? Like that's not the movie. That yeah. Movie '90s. Yeah. yeah. I think I didn't. I think I saw it in the 2000s, like after it was sure. already kind of a little bit older. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think I've seen a Spike Lee movie that I didn't like. But he does get. He gets. Uh, what's it called? Like, uh, kind of like. He he kind of gets put in a box, and they're like, "Oh, he's the guy that did do the right thing," you know. And they're like, "Yeah, he does black movies," and that's what people they have that. Yeah shit about spike lee and it's like you know he's done a lot of movies you probably have seen and liked and you don't realize it was spike lee yeah he's very inside, inside man that with a sure. yeah uh well anyway the, i'm sorry I, I didn't come here to just cape on or simp on fucking spike lee i just wanted to uh yeah so okay so you were in a so you were chilling i was chilling i needed a yeah i was watching a spike lee movie because I needed a job, and then for some reason I decided to watch Girl 6. I had seen it before, like, in the middle of the night when I was, like, a teenager and thought it was great. And then I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. So then I watched it. I don't know what compelled me. Destiny, maybe. Probably I Destiny. Was, Destiny. I think it was divine providence. It was uh, angels were guiding me towards this fucking filthy career. And uh, <laughs> so I watched So I watched. Yeah, I was watching it, and it's about a, a failed actress who um, gets a job as a phone sex operator, and, you know, shenanigans ensue, and there's a Prince soundtrack and Madonna cameo, so I was like, that, cool. that could be me, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm a failed actress. I like Madonna. I can pretend my life has a Prince soundtrack. And I was like, is that still a job? Because, like, when I saw that movie, it was like, I mean, it, w- it was like 2011. So I was like, is that, is that still a job? Like, is that still a thing? And I just like Googled it online. And the first thing that came up was like, do you want to work for us? And it was uh, a phone sex company. And I just like filled out this form. And then they called me a couple of days later and I got, I got the job. I mean, it's kind of impossible not to get the job to be totally honest yeah. with you. It's like, <laughs> I, I guess, I don't mean like, but it seems like, honestly, like, it would require so much patience and improv. I mean, it's hard to do. Like, I mean, I've been listening to your podcast. It doesn't seem like easy. If you, if you like, if you can't no. act, I don't imagine you could do this very well. Yeah. And there's also like a lot of people will ask me, like, I, I don't know how many people, men and women will ask me like, Oh, can you get me a job as a phone sex operator? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't have any pull, you know, like yeah. you just get the job yourself. <laughs> like there's, I'm, there's no superior to talk to. Like you just sign up and you either do it or you don't. But I'm like, you got to understand, like it, 
it's like a lot of hours and you gotta, yeah, like you said, have patience. You, you'd never know what the fuck you're going to get coming down the line. And, uh, it can be really jarring. And it's like, uh, if you're prepared to put up with, uh, like an inconceivable amount of, uh, filth, then you could <laughs> maybe, <laughs> and, 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 and dull your senses and compartmentalize to the point where you don't let it affect you on a psychological level to the point where you, uh, you know, come to the border of insanity, then yeah, you could maybe do it. <laughs> I do feel like what you are, what you do is like, you take like filth and turn it into gold. I, mean, I try to. You're doing a fantastic job of it. I mean, Thank you. that's why you're here. I want the world to know what you're doing. Cause it is so good. I mean, it's, Thank you. I have, to, I have to listen to a lot of podcasts, just like in, the, sure. in my current uh, vocation. And sure. so, like, you know, but yours like just really stood out. And just, I was just like, this, this is like worth listening to. Although it, it can be really intense if you binge it, like I was doing recently. Yeah. Like, like this is too much. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I, when people are like, I'm going to listen to a bunch of episodes. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to listen to some of one and then take a break. <laughs> and I, then I go back like, later. Like one is enough for a day, but you know, I did like sure. two and a half of your episodes in one day. And I yeah. was like, I'm, I'm ODing on this podcast. <laughs> you totally will. It's like, it's like listening to like back to back, like, like all of Pink Floyd's fucking catalog in like <laughs> one day while on acid. Yeah. It's like, you're just not going to be in a good headspace. Like yeah. go easy, you know, like go, go easy on yourself. Yeah. One's enough for the day. I would definitely wouldn't recommend more than that. I, I don't say like, I wouldn't say like, don't microdose it. Just regu <laughs> regular dose it. Just take yeah. one podcast yeah. at a time. Totally. I personally binged because I was going to speak to you and I wanted to like know you better before you were on the uh, podcast. Fair enough. Cause you were doing research. You, you live uh, way the hell up in Canada. I do. This is not the most difficult uh, pre-work I've done because I had a early this year I had to write, read a dude's book and it was like 450 pages and we'd already set the date for the uh, podcast so yeah. I was like, and I was yeah I was like trying and his his book's very dense it was he's like the world's expert on Jack the Ripper and it, but it's oh, all very, yeah. but it's all very historical and like tons and tons of uh, like old like ancient newspapers. It was like the first time I ever felt like I was reading hard. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And it's like when you're doing that, it's hard for shit to actually go into your brain because you're just like staring at the page and being like, how much longer do I have to do this? <laughs> like, so it's like nothing's really going in. You're just like, you know, you could finish the book and be like, I have no idea what I just like. I could not recount any of that. So I get that that's hard for sure. Uh, so uh, as I recall from your episode, I think it was, so it's episode two, and it's called, okay. like, uh, becoming how, I became, how, how I became a phone sex operator. Phone sex operator. And so two. <laughs> there's some really cool shit in there, like, because you're talking about, like, so you watched Girl 6. I watched which, Girl 6. Uh, should we give everybody, like, a quick synopsis of that film, since we're going to be talking about it? Totally. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's about a young woman who is a actress in New York City and um, is not doing well. She's going to a lot of auditions. There's a lot of creeper directors. Quentin Tarantino's in that movie. As just an actor? He's in it as like a, as a sleazy director. That's hilarious. Like gets, her, gets her to take her top off. <laughs> or something. You know, that's funny because he was also in uh, 
Muppet Wizard of Oz, and he played a sleazy director in that as well. And it was no way. It's one of my favorite things Quentin Tarantino's ever done. Is that uh, Kermit the Frog wow. shows up and he asks uh, Quentin Tarantino like he wants to do this. And he wants Quentin to, to direct the uh, new Muppet film, and then right. Quentin is immediately like going into like hyper violence and like uh, <laughs> sexualizing Miss Piggy. And Kermit's like, "No, this is not what we want." And he fires Quentin Tarantino. It's <laughs> the Muppets, man. I I I stand them one hundred percent. I always will. I love the Muppet. I grew up what they're so great, and they just get greater as, as like as you get older, you like appreciate them more because you just see like all the awesome shit. Like it was like wow, this is this is a lot of like effort for like a kids thing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I, have you seen Muppet Treasure Island? Yes. It's uh, probably first of all, it's my favorite musical hands down. Or if we're gonna say it's out of musicals, and I just watched Hamilton. Uh, two days ago, and it, uh, Muppet Treasure Island beats it by a mile. Uh, I I can't watch Hamilton. <laughs> I have a, I have a serious problem with that shit. I have a serious. I cannot do it. I've tried, and I was just like, I can't do it. Like I can't. Do, like if I had seen it in a the theater, I would have just. I would have just been like, I have to get out of here. Like I would have had a panic attack because it's imagine just, having paid like seven thousand dollars for like <laughs> a not good seat. To see it back when it was in its prime. <laughs> and just to freak out and go, I hate it. And be like, like okay, so we're like glorifying Alex Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like, just like the, like rapping history. It just, honestly, I just don't understand why it's, I just, I don't know how it's not like funny and stupid. You know what I mean? Like it seems it's like when it's like when like the like the math teacher at school like is like I wrote a rap about algebra, yo 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 to teach you. It's like it just seems really corny to me to be like we're rapping about history y'all and it's like I can't handle it. Like um, I can't handle you, it. Oh, you nailed it. You know, honestly, we can't get too into this because the the next bonus episode coming out is me reviewing Hamilton. Oh, I don't want to waste everything that I have to say, but I want to say one last thing because I definitely like I was at any moment I was expecting like Alexander Hamilton or George Washington to like dab. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They do some other dumb shit. But okay, oh. but I want to go back to we're, we're we man we I'm I can't stay on track for anything, but I'm glad you're on here because it seems like yeah. we're like a, a similar thing. Yeah. Of, like we don't have to be on track. No. Okay. Anyway, so you, <laughs> you watched Girl Six, and it does seem like even, even like I guess like ten years ago, a phone sex line seemed like kind of like an outdated uh, thing. Totally. Because you know, like, now it's like nowadays it's like OnlyFans and all these you know right. internet shit. So yeah. you like called up, and it was basically the Ghostbusters, and <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of women that sounded like Janine from the Ghostbusters, and they were like, "Yeah, get a landline," and you got a rotary phone. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. It was so, it was so wild. Like I, I filled out this form. They made me fill out like a four page form that I sent in and they asked me what my voice sounded like, like if I was to describe it. And I wrote X rated innocent because I had seen that on the cover of Rolling Stone one time, like about like <laughs> Mariel Hemingway. And I was like, it was like X rated innocence. And I was like, that sounds like kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. But it was like, I was like, that's so stupid. Like who, who describes their voices? It sounds like X-rated innocence. Like it's so stupid. But they, they 
called me back a couple of days later and yeah, they were all, all the women, like every single one of them, they, um, they all sounded identical. They all sounded like Janine from Ghostbusters, which like <laughs> I was so excited about. They would like, you know, they're like, you know, we really want you to join our team. We think that you've got such a cute little voice, you know, and then they, um, they were very motherly, like they were very motherly and they would. And so they were dispatchers. And this is like, that's as old school as it gets with, with phone sex lines. Like they don't have that anymore at all. Now it's a robot that calls you and it's like, you have a call. But like at one point it was these ladies who was like, you have a cola on line three. He's into, uh, (laughs) (laughs) anal sex with pregnant women. Like, you know, they would be so sweet about it. And I would be like, thank you so much. And uh, Stephanie, and they're like, no problem, hon. And it was just, they were so nice. But um, yeah, so they were like, you have to get a landline. So I had the landline installed. The guy who installed it was just like, he's like, why are you getting a landline? And I just told him, I was like, I'm becoming a phone sex operator. And he was like, oh, word. Like he was like really suddenly yeah. very intrigued. Deal with it. <laughs> and put my shit in the wall, fool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Put that jack in, asshole. Yeah. And then um and then yeah, so I had to get a landline and so I needed a phone and I went in the basement of the house I lived in at the time and it was like the basement looked like like a an like a department store because there was so much stuff down there and none of it was mine. And I found this very old rotary phone. It was ugly as shit. It was like avocado green. And I, I was like <laughs> perfect. So I took it upstairs and I used a rotary phone for like months it was so fun it was so funny and it was like I, I i wore it out like eventually got to the point where it was like you need to stop using this rotary phone because it's falling apart because it's like half a century old at least but you made some like, like really oh. good points too because you, you said something about like uh uh doing like the phone sex operator uh line was like the most lucrative acting job you had had at that point you've been acting for a long time yeah 100 percent. it's the most money i've ever made it's the most lucrative long-term like acting gig I, I've ever had in my entire fucking life. And so, something that I super vibe with that you like, cause you made a really, really good point. Um, cause you were talking about, you know, cause some people are like, phone sex, like, and they, like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, oh my, or whatever. Yeah. And, and you were like, talk, and you, you did a, a little monologue on being an actress in, yeah. in the traditional independent film industry and how that's a fucking predatory industry. And, like, yes. and then it turns out, if you're to be believed, that Harvey Weinstein was not the only predatory man in the uh, film industry. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> turns out he wasn't just an anomaly. Turns out he wasn't an outlier. Wow. <laughs> I, I thought he was just like a one-time thing and they, they fixed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in jail, so it's all gone. Oh, all, the, all, right. all the well, that's good. Harassment. <laughs> yeah, sexual harassment nipped it in the bud. You know, it took them 30 years, but they caught that guy. They threw him in the slammer and now everything's fine. There's not a creep to be found. That was hilarious. I mean, not to just laugh at someone's misfortune, but like uh, sure. when, he, when he was going to court and he was like, came in like using a walker and he's like, I'm so yeah. feeble. And like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what his age is, but he was just fine. Like before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where he, yeah, he came in. It was like, suddenly he was a decrepit old man. And it was like, suddenly he was like, oh, how could I have hurt anybody? I'm just an old fella, you know? But then it was, yeah, they had like, 
footage of him from like weeks beforehand and he's like fucking bopping around it's like <laughs> you're fine <laughs> they're, they're, they have that there's some guy who's like I, I forget he is but he was caught he's like a serial killer in the u.s because you guys make serial killers like nobody else you guys oh, yeah, yeah. honestly like whatever you're talking about i don't even know because like at this point like who are they mass shooting serial killer i'm like that's like i who are you scroll past that trying to like get to like some fun news yeah exactly <laughs> exactly some serial ki- so some serial killer in california he's trying to pretend he tried to pretend in court that he's like this like feeble old man and he's like doing like the shaky act but then yeah. they have footage of him in his cell and he's like fucking doing like sit-ups and like push-ups and like he's, he's clearly in very good physical condition you know so, a lot of those dudes are uh they're so full of shit and i I watch it's really hard to watch and I don't recommend it to anyone. So just hear me say it and just trust me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the, the the Parkland shooter when the detectives or what this one particular detective is uh interrogating him. And I guess yeah. they kind of like they got him a, a little bit on thinking he was being spoken to by a psychologist and then he was in a safe yes. place. And because he had after he, you know, did his mass shooting and murdered, you know, so many people and it was very awful, he started saying the voices, the demons, yeah. and, and demons, all this right. nonsense trying to be like, I'm going to plead insanity and I won't go yeah. to prison. And yeah. the, so, you know, some hardened ass detective like puts him in a room and talks to him and he goes like, and so you can tell like the shooter for a long time, like thinks he's like getting away with it. And he's like, yeah. he's like, okay. So uh, at some point he goes, I need a lawyer. And he's like, okay, did the voices know a lawyer for you to call? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've seen that before and it's, it's really, really dark, but it's kind of funny when you see the footage of him being arrested and he's like on the ground and like, there's an officer like on his back and he's like, demons, man, demons. <laughs> and the officer just goes, shut up. Like, yeah. he's just like, I'm not having it's, it. Not yeah. Having we don't, who gives a fuck if you, I mean, uh, uh, you know what? We're not going, we're not going down this road. We're not doing this. Nope, nope, fair we're enough, doing, fair enough. This but, is a yeah, fun podcast and we're not going to. Uh, figure enough. out the the fucking mass shooters today because what we are going to talk about is something that I really want to talk about and because uh, okay. I just finished listening to one of your episodes called Meltdown at the Gangbang uh, right. and can you tell the story of the guy that would call you and talk about the giant orgy parties he was throwing oh him yeah yeah he seems like a cool guy he's he <laughs> I mean yeah yeah everybody always like whenever they hear that story they're always like what like it's it's yeah he would call me and he was always in the middle of an orgy (laughs) which i found very interesting because it would be at so many weird times like sometimes it would be like seven in the morning or like three in the afternoon during like a weekday and he'd be like i'm having an orgy and he'd be (laughs) like he'd be like and i'd be like oh another one and he was like a semi-regular. So like every few weeks he would call with this orgy and he would just be sort of like narrating the orgy. Like he'd be wandering through the orgy and talking about what everyone was doing all over his apartment, apparently. Like, oh, they're doing this over there. They're doing that over there. And and the thing that, I, I mean, I always thought it was really funny, but the thing is, is that, that I could never hear anything. And I was like, man, if you've got like seven people banging in your apartment, like there's yeah. going to be some fucking. Noise. You would hear a grunt. 
You hear you hear you hear you hear you hear some shit like getting knocked over or like I don't know something. And so one day, because I started thinking about it, and I was like, <laughs> I wonder if he's you know just surrounded by sex dolls. Like it just hit into my mind. I was like, maybe maybe he's just like like posed a bunch of sex dolls all over his apartment, and he's just crazy and like wandering through, hallucinating or whatever. But I was like, so I asked him, I said, are you in a room full of sex dolls? And he paused and he said, no, they're mannequins. Oh, that's way more sane, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then he just kept talking. He kept going. He's like, so Angela over here is blowing Thomas. And he just totally went with it. That he was like, like, he was really happy that I finally had figured out that it was all mannequins. Also, I appreciate like uh, the way you took it. Because you said like, you know. Go him like he's not hurting anybody. Like no one's getting. Yeah, you said like no one's catching an STD. Uh, no, no one's getting their no. feelings hurt. No, uh, like, no, no complications. I mean, he's having fun. Like whatever. Yeah, he's having fun. It's like you can say, "Oh, that guy's weird," and it's like for sure. But yeah, he's not. No one's getting their feelings hurt. There's no one crying at the fucking gangbang. There's nobody. Like everybody, presumably, is satisfied and happy, oh, especially man. him. What a depressing thought is like someone crying at a gangbang. Just, ugh. I've heard of that before. <laughs> I've heard of that of people escaping to the bathroom and like locking themselves in a bathroom and crying at a gangbang. You like, gotta, what? before you enter into that uh, agreement, maybe like <laughs> think about if, is a gangbang for you or are you gonna cry? If you're gonna cry, <laughs> like, you're gonna ruin it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's that's always true. Like the the what are the emotional ramifications of your participation in this sex act? Think have, about it fully and and completely. Have you ever seen Key and Peele? Yeah. They have a skit, and it's it, like it was crazy because it reminded. Like I actually almost sent it to you. Uh, okay. But it reminds me, like it's this dude. Like he's ordering pizzas. And they're all for himself. But it's like he's like embarrassed how much fucking shit he's ordering for himself. And he's like a, a toy collector. He's got action figures everywhere. And he like, and while he's on the phone with the with the pizza uh, guy on the phone, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, hold on, let me, let me ask my friends what they want. And he's asking like the, the toys. <laughs> and it was so funny because like when I was listening to like your story about the yeah. the dude, I was like, uh, can you be like, they they did like a a fat shaming version of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it made millions of dollars. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pink shame. I don't know, but yeah, I mean. I mean, that was like, I mean, that was one of the most mind-blowing. That happened actually like really early on in my phone sexing is that that happened. And I was just like, whoa, giddy up. Like, that's fucking awesome. I oh, love that. I do need to uh, do a, disc- like a th- or not a disclaimer, but just like a thing real quick. That no matter what I say like in this episode, uh, yeah. I'm not king shaming. Because I totally, sure. for, for wh- like whatever you want to do, like. If you're not hurting anybody, especially like like the guy, like the guy that likes to like pose a bunch of mannequins and pretend like it's an orgy, yeah. that's I mean that's about as harmless as it gets, really. But like, even if it's like something where like uh, it might be a little bit harmful to yourself, if you're not hurting anybody else, you know, do your thing. That's so I do not change shame. Uh, that's, but I actually do have a question, which I am sure. going to try and shame this fucking piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 for sure. Some people in, deserve it in certain situations. In your professional opinion. Is Ben Shapiro the classic psychological profile of a person that's into being an adult baby? Um, fuck. 
do you know how much time I've dedicated thinking about what Ben Shapiro's kinks are? Like I, I, that is, that's, that's like a psychological puzzle. I'm still trying to figure out like, that's the Rubik's cube of kink. Like yeah. try to figure that one out. It's, you know, yeah, it, is like, it is like a Rubik's cube. Cause you know, I, there's been times where I've been like, what's his deal? You know, cause there's like, know. some people are very, very clear. Like, you know, Mike Pence, you can make a lot of like, you can make a lot of guesses of what Mike Pence is and they all can be close yeah. to the truth. Yeah. Ben Shapiro yeah, is yeah, so true. fucking weird. He's like, he's you know, so and it's strange. like, he's like, he's yeah. so like, I, I think maybe his sexuality is just that he wants to hurt people. Like, but on a grand scale, like that might be like his, like he, like, uh, he gets out there, he like causes a bunch of like pain and suffering with his, uh, reach. And then maybe like, fine. And then he goes home and jacks off. I don't <laughs> like, you know what? Like I said, I've, I've spent so much time trying to figure him out on like a kink level because I just, I just, I, it's such a, it's so enigmatic. Like, I feel like what's his deal? Like, I just want to know. There's just some people. There's just some public figures that you're just like, I want to know what you do sexually because I'm so intrigued. Look at like when, uh, when Megan Thee Stallion, uh, and, uh, Cardi B, Cardi B, when they came out with, uh, uh, WAP, WAP, WAP. And, and, uh, for anyone that hasn't heard it, it stands for wet ass pussy. And Ben Shapiro yeah. was like in public on his, like on his huge platform where millions of people are going to hear him. He goes, yeah. I've never seen a wet ass pussy. That's disgusting. My wife has never had a wet pussy. And he's like, I know, I know. And I'm like, he called it out. He called, he, he totally, it was like one of the biggest self owns of all time, you know, because he was, it was like, wow, you just, but you know what? I think he's, I think he's like, he's probably hardcore anal. Like he just, yeah. he just bypasses and goes straight for the A. I heard a, like, a, a theory about him. Someone was saying like that, cause you know, he had that whole thing with uh, AOC, Alexandria, Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. And yeah. he, it, it was very weird. He made a tweet and it was very uh, BDSM. And he's like, he's like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, he's tweeting this, like in his professional account. He's like, she wants to take my free speech and take her uh, stiletto heels and shove them in my mouth and then walk on my face with her bare feet. Why? And, uh, and so I think that Ben Shapiro just wants to be a naughty boy. <laughs> I, I think he definitely does. He definitely does. I think, I think he is probably into everything except except straight ahead vanilla sex. Like <laughs> the weirder it is, the more he wants to do it. Like he's sticking peacock feathers up guys' asses. Like he's, you know, uh, like spanking fat guys with like baloney. Like he is all over the, like he's, he is to me a classic glory hole patron. <laughs> like he is for sure going to glory hole oh, and sitting on the other side of the hole, like <clears throat> sitting on the other side of the hole and just waiting and like, and just spending and, and maybe not even doing like, he's the type of guy that go, would go to like peep shows and would like, like lick the glass after some guy's just been in there. Like he's yeah. just, and would spend hours in there. Like most people would just go in, do their business and leave, but he's the type of guy who's there all day. He packs a lunch. Like he goes <laughs> and he spends the day at the peepholes bothering everybody. Oh, and like, Please yeah, tell me like, what Ben Shapiro packs for lunch when he goes to the glory hole. Bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, bologna sandwich, no mustard. It's dry. <laughs> it's very, very dry. And he so counts he every calorie. He's like, yeah, this bologna yeah. sandwich is 120 calories and it's absolutely imperative. I don't have another calorie. Yeah. Yeah. And he also, <laughs> uh, he probably packs like those, those little like applesauce, like mini applesauce you know yeah. with a spoon and a, and a juice box wrapped in uh, a, a paper towel to keep <laughs> it from making his sandwich wet. I will say <laughs> Ben Shapiro for no reason deserves any shielding from our scorn and ridicule because he's a piece of garbage. <laughs> he, he he's intrigues me, man. Like what is like, he's a new kind of breed of something, you know? Cause it's like, what is he exactly? Like, I guess he's a commentator or he's, what is he? Like, I don't really, you know what I mean? Like it's that new kind of thing where he's just a guy, but he seems to have a lot of power. And he seems to be like an authority on things, but what is he exactly? Like, he's, is he a journalist? I know he's a lawyer, but it's like, what does he do? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I think, I think on a kink level, he must be like a plethora of things. I bet when he go, he has to go to like a really shady doctor because he has a lot of STDs because he's not careful when he goes to like glory holes <laughs> and stuff like that. Like he just, he just has herpes and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I just think he's that guy. I just think he's that guy. Who he is like, doctor and he's like, <clears throat> well, once again, the libs gave me another STD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got hemorrhoid from the lip tarts. <laughs> the lip tarts gave me hemorrhoids again. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I just, yeah. They've been riding my ass so hard. I now have hemorrhoids. Okay, here's a very serious question. And sure. I think you're qualified to give an informed opinion because I know that you have been a circus performer and yep. you have also been on some big adventures. Which is, is the superior film? Pee-wee's Big Adventure or Big Top Pee-wee? Big Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Big Adventure. I just, well, I, I thought, I, I'm glad you said that because it's, yeah. it's a standalone, one of the greatest films of all time. I mean, I, I, I love it. I love it so much. I used to watch it constantly, like as, as a kid and then as a teenager. And then I had this, um, for high school, we had to do this like uh, volunteer work in order to graduate. And I didn't even graduate, but I don't care. So I got this gig doing a, a, like at an old folk home and we were running like a movie night, my friend Stephanie and I, and I brought in Pee Wee's um, Big Adventure and uh the old people did not like it it was it was why would anybody not like that movie i know i know thank you are i i yeah i don't know i mean those people like they fucking wigged me out they were like everyone at this old folk home was like so old and so decrepit looking they look like people wearing like age makeup in a movie because they were so like like they were so old and decrepit and like possible that it was an old folks home for uh Nazi war criminals, and that's why possibly, like possibly, possibly, yeah, because they were Nazi. That was their problem. Oh, you don't like Pee Wee? You must be a Nazi. If you don't like Pee Wee Herman, you probably aren't. You know, I think that Pee Wee Herman having his career destroyed for masturbating in a porn theater is one of the greatest tragedies of the 20th century. And what's your opinion on that? Like what I'm just said. it's, I, I mean, it's, it's total bullshit because it looking at it now, it's like, 
especially the hypocrisy of the fact that there's so many people in Hollywood who have done such horrifying things to other people, you know, and meanwhile, he is minding his own business, being an, a, an adult in an adult theater by himself. He's watching, you know, some porno, big goddamn deal. And he gets busted and gets his career ruined. I mean, there's obviously like an enormous amount of hypocrisy there. It's like he wasn't hurting anybody. And then meanwhile, there's all these scumbags that were carrying on doing like serious criminal offenses. But I will tell you this, my mom and I had a discussion about Billy Herman's <laughs> masturbating incident and she put it to me this way. She was like, okay, but listen, when that happened, I mean, you know, media was a lot different. So like that was a story that really like blew up and was around for a while because it wasn't like nowadays where, uh, you know, something happens and then a week later, something else happens that replaces it. So it was like a big fucking deal. And she was like, you were a little kid when that show was on and you love Pee Wee. And she said, it was fucking awkward trying to explain to a kid who loves <laughs> Pee Wee Herman why he's in the news with that long ass hair and he's gone to jail. Why is Pee Wee in jail, mommy? Like she said, it was fucking awkward. I didn't appreciate I must, it. I must say this. I think that every member of the media and law enforcement that participated in the character assassination of Pee Wee Herman should be tarred totally. and feathered. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Hey, by the way, did you know that uh, Rob Zombie used to work on Pee Wee's Playhouse? Did you know that? Yes, when he was an intern. Yeah, yeah. when he was just production little assistant. Rob Cummings. Yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? That's so cool. I, that just I, makes it even better. I mean, it just it does make it even better because it was just a great show. Rob, oh. like, I mean, I know he's grown to like a, a level of uh, fame that like some people, you know, you know what I don't like is people that like, they like something until the person's successful and they're like, sell out, who could sell out. It's like, you don't want to see the person that you like succeed. Like you, Right. And the other <laughs> thing too is that if it was reversed, you know that that person would totally have taken the opportunity as well. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if you got that opportunity to make a lot of money so that you didn't have to worry about money for like maybe the rest of your life or you could buy yourself a decent home or like not starve forever, then why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Like, what's the problem? You don't pay his bills. You just like his shit. You know, <laughs> like, like I was, I, that's always the thing of it. When I was like 14, like I used to put on, uh, I had a Walkman back then. And I was Me like, too. Me too. I would, uh, yeah. put on uh, White Zombie and just like ride my bike, you know, especially if I was like angry yeah. from like the day and I'd be like, more human than human. Like, that's like <laughs> but, you know, it's made, great. It also, and this is going to be very controversial. And I probably shouldn't step into these waters, but I'm going to say that uh, the Halloween movies, the ones when uh, Rob Zombie took over and directed, uh, hands yep. down the best of that of that franchise. Really? Yeah. That's your opinion, huh? Well, you I, know what? I'm not. A lot of people are going to probably try to assassinate me for saying it, but. I love Rob you Zombie. Know, I, I, like, I like the way he directs. I like how he like made it more thoughtful. You know, he made it like it. it he, in my opinion, I thought he made it more uh, like accessible to like you know instead of just being like monster dumb. You know, I don't know. <laughs> He's trying to do something with it. Yeah, something other than just yeah. Because at that point, it's like. All right, I get it. Like he's he. You know, how many movies do you have to have of this guy? Just like walking slowly with the knife with the mask on and and screaming teenagers like it gets a, it gets very very redundant you know <laughs> like it, to say the least to say the least 
it's funny because like my mom told me about seeing Halloween in the theater for the first time. And it was like a brand, brand new movie. And she said it was so scary that like the audience was just losing their mind. She said there were women in the audience like crying. It was so intense, which is which is like wild to think about. Because like, who? how can you have that experience nowadays? Like, I envy that experience that you could be so scared by a movie you would cry in the theater. I Um, love that. I'm going to fanboy out here and I'm going to say that Rob Zombie's not done. And I believe he could probably, because, no. you know, when, uh, when House of a Thousand Corpses came out and I saw that, mm-hmm. I had never seen anything like it in my life. It was like a standalone. I was like, this is, yeah. this is unique. And I know that he's heavily influenced in uh, sure. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but he's also like, I feel like he's more heavily influenced by like very old horror films, like the ones that are yeah. like, that yeah. scare anybody now, but like, yeah. he has this weird way to filter it and you know he's i just think he's a great artist that's i love him i i i every time i've seen an interview with like he did an interview on joe rogan that i just love because he was just really really honest and was just kind of like yeah i mean i just i just do what i want and for some reason it it's sometimes it's successful like it's not like he's got this calculating kind of idea he likes what he likes and if if it works for you know if if it's successful fine if it isn't whatever like he doesn't have this like drive to like i have to always be successful and tapping into what people like like he really just does whatever the fuck he wants and that's that's admirable you know he's not swayed by anything because he he had that like uh that huge success in the 90s with a white zombie which i was talking about earlier and they were like in the movie airheads with like uh brendan frazier Steve yeah. Buscemi, Adam Sandler. It's actually a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's actually a good movie. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It reminds me of a lot of people I know. <laughs> he took all that '90s money and then he went off on his own, and yeah. and then he had some more success. And then I think like uh, like you said, like he makes things that, like that I don't like. Like I didn't. Uh, he has some movie that I tried to watch that sucked. I couldn't watch it. I was just like too sure. bored. But like yeah, yeah. Never, like, not everything works. I don't have to like everything he, he does. I'm not saying no. Everything Rob Zombie does is great, but ultimately he makes great shit here and there. So uh, I guess my point yeah. is Pee Wee Herman, Rob Zombie, two of the greats. Two <laughs> of the massive greats. Yeah. Underrated. Underrated. I feel like now culture is like, like embarrassed by how it treated Pee Wee Herman. So they've kind of like let him come back in, you know, because they were, they look back and they go, oh, that was wrong. That was fucked up. To like condemn this guy for something that, yeah, and it's like, like I said, especially considering what was discovered that everybody else was doing at the time, and it's like, you know, you 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 like flush this guy down the toilet, like there was going to be another Pee Wee, and there wasn't. So it's like another Pee Wee Herman, you fool. You know who the the first person to stand up for him was? Uh, Have you heard of the TV show uh, Murphy Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the actress's name, and I don't want to Google it because I, I don't fuck with that when I, when I podcast. <laughs> I know a lot of people do, but uh, she's very famous. But she like came out like I mean like a year after his scandal and he lost the the Playhouse. She came out and like made him. Uh, she put him on the show. So oh, like, okay, Candace Bergen, out, Murphy Brown. I feel like her name starts with like let's see, Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen. Ah, I was gonna say that. Holy shit, Candace Bergen. She's a yeah. She's cool. Do you know, like, her dad, Edgar Bergen, was this, like, famous ventriloquist 
who had he like treated his dummy like a doll, like a kid, like uh-huh. Ed, Ed, Edgar Bergen was his name. And she said that like Charlie McCarthy, who was the, the puppet, like mm-hmm. had breakfast with them and stuff. Like he had a place at the table. I I totally understand the uh, psychology behind like uh, caring for an inanimate object and like sure. giving get a personality. And, like you know, there's especially you know I I skateboarded my whole life and like okay you know, very obviously cool. I've you got to be a little bit careful with that because you break a lot of skateboards especially when you skate hard. Uh, sure. The thing is like every single skateboard I ever had like I made an emotional bond with it. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Like, like some people, like, they just like these days. Kids have a whole thing. They just you know get on Instagram. And they break their skateboards. Like on you know they're like I didn't land my trick and they snap it. And that's not new. I mean that was in the nineties too. But for me, like if it, if I snapped one, I would have a little memorial. You know, a little. I would sit there. I sit down. I think about everything we did together. <laughs> really, really. Wow. Man, it was a different time. But true. Fair enough. Only Fair enough. Wee Herman had had the internet, but alas. Uh, so it seems to me, <laughs> speaking of Pee Wee and like him getting in trouble for some bullshit, and things are so <laughs> different now because you can get, get you know, now you don't have to go to porno theaters. You can just, you know, it's on your phone. Whack it at home. So, so it seems yeah. to me that uh, you have some thoughts on the <laughs> comment sections of porn videos. <laughs> I have big thoughts. Would you big, care big to share thoughts. some of your thoughts with the class? I, absolutely. Thank you very much, Doug. Um, I appreciate this this moment exactly well um i have a minor and it is minor but but i have big thought on this minor obsession of yeah the the comment section of porno videos i think is is one of the most incredible things that has ever come out of the technological era who knew when like the industrial revolution took place (laughs) that it would end up like this you know for one second just for some listeners because like not everyone even knows that like uh porn videos have comment sections. I feel like a lot of people like might not even like Man. have done the work to scroll. True. So this is like uh <laughs> I can like, understand. Like, you know, like uh, how on like Facebook or Instagram people can just comment YouTube? or like or on YouTube yeah. they can comment and it oftentimes it's a cesspool of like just the meanest yeah. people. But uh, apparently yeah. like most porn sites also offer you the opportunity to after you've after you've watched the erotic film you can say <laughs> some some very very nice things about people that are not the same ethnicity as you or whatever <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's really a hodgepodge which is what's amazing first of all these people have made um like profiles on these porn sites and i made a, i made profiles on a porn site recently so that i could take like sound clips for my podcast but which is, it's just so funny that you could make like a profile on a porn site. Like oh, that's, how, that's how you did it. You had, you that's how I did it. You do like the option of like uh, cut audio out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I would like download the clips and then I would use the audio on them. Oh, so was, yeah, was uh, like yeah. Why you, why you made the profile or I was like, okay, so it gives you the option to download. Never mind. Yeah, you can download the videos and then I and then I cut out the audio and cut the parts that I like. But yeah, no, that's why I made profiles. It's not because I'm like, oh, I really got to get into this. I really got to start. Like, <laughs> I really got to commit and, to my point of watching. You, uh, you put the clips in. Just it's it's really cool. Like your podcast is really cool. It's like a, it's like a work of art. It's like a it's, oh, thank it's, you. It's an audio experience. Well, like, the thing is, is 
and then there'll be like some very upsetting audio that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Well, there people say really funny things in in porno, and like porno is not quoted enough in any part of our culture. And so I just feel like that's a real travesty. And I really needed to bring that to the masses as much as I humanly can. Cause people say really funny things in pornos and uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. They say really funny things, but yeah, there's a comment section of pornos. And if you scroll down, wow, like there's a lot of people who feel that it's absolutely necessary to let everybody know that they really enjoyed this, this film. Like, they'll be like, I came so hard to this. And it's like, <laughs> why did you make a profile and write that? But the best thing is when people argue with each other. That is mint. That is money. I'm here all day for that shit. Because it's like, it's like, are you kidding? Like, you're having a fight with somebody on, on a porno site? Like, you are, you're, you're a remarkable specimen, I have to say. And yeah, and people will also write if it's like, you know, if it's like interracial or something like that, you can guarantee that there'll be people writing like just the most ridiculous, obscene, like racist comments you've ever, like, like eye bleeding stuff where you're just like, what the fuck? This can't be a real person. Like this is, this is a cartoon of a human being who's just slamming into the keyboard with their dick. <laughs> I, this, you made me think of this memory and I had, uh, I, I used to work in a lot of bars and I had a coworker. Sure. And, and uh, dude, if you're listening, man, I'm not like, I'm not trying to make fun. It's just, the point is he was talking to me about porn. I think he was like, you know, cause like some people get just so very obsessed with it and they like, Oh, crazy. They, you know, like they like make a profile and like live in yeah. there and start like start to care. And you can start to like leave comments or like, yes. I don't really, yeah. The point is, and I feel like I may have been an asshole at the time, but he was like, he's like, yeah, man, like, I'm one of the people that leaves comments on porn videos. Is that bad? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yes. bad. That's terrible. That's I, terrible. I, I, do a, I do have a thing like oftentimes like I just speak my mind real fast on accident. Yeah. 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 No, no. I, I completely, I, I agree. Like if someone said to me, is that a bad thing? I'd say, absolutely. It's bad. You need to reevaluate stuff in your life. That's how you're spending your time. That's how you're spending your time. Like, what are you writing? Why are you taking the time? Like, why, why is this Bukake video, like, making you spend time, like, writing your feelings about it? Like, it's, it's, it's you can't do anything else. <laughs> like, you cannot do anything else. Like, there's nothing in your life that needs to be done. Mop the floors, pay a bill, buy a puppy, like, something, bake cookies. Like, do something, learn how to knit. Like, do something with your life other than fucking getting into the comment section of pornos. That's like guys who go to the fucking strip club during the day and, like, have lunch there. It's like, where <laughs> you're, you're misusing this. I have you're, known so many dudes that did that. So, uh, oh, God. I've done, a lot of, I've done a lot of construction work in my life. And one of mm -hmm. the biggest construction sites I ever worked on uh, was like right across from uh, like Nashville's biggest strip club at the time. And oh, nice. they've moved the location because Nashville is just exploding. Like this yeah. place, you know, it's going to be like impossible to drive really soon. But, uh, wow. I, and man, I got it. Mean, I profited off it because I was setting tile in this high rise they were building back then. I didn't yeah. see, I didn't see how bad it was going to get. This is a few years ago. 
And I was like, sure. yeah, you know what? I'm just making a lot of money and I'm fine. But I, there were all these, and I don't often get along with all the construction guys. Uh, my thing is, <laughs> like, I really get along with like dudes that don't speak English because uh, I enjoy trying to learn Spanish. So like, okay, I ended up, like getting like down with like these other like crews that are, you know, I was kind of like a kind of a solo guy, but I would work sure. with a lot of uh, Guatemalan dudes, a lot of Mexican dudes, and they just seem, but. The white guys are the ones I get along with the least, typically. <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand that, actually. Because of this yeah. construction site, it was so huge. We were building a giant high-rise, and it was right across the street from Nashville's biggest strip club at the time. But, like, you know, it's all been gentrified, so that's been moved. And oh, okay. The strip club decided to open up for breakfast because there were oh. so many fucking rednecks. And those dudes would go, like, like a lot of those oh. dudes, like, would show up at work. Like, they would, like, go over there and, like, eat. They had a buffet. Maybe like oh no! Oh, work, and I'm like, but I no. I don't want to talk shit, man. A lot of my friends are strippers too. I have a lot of. I don't want to come across like I'm king shanking anyone for anything, or you're not. You're not. You're not people's sexuality for anything. So you're not. You're not. I I actually one time I seriously went off on on a caller that I had who told me that he ate lunch like every day at the fucking strip club. And I was just like, what, what, like what the fuck? Like I was like, and it was an all nude strip club. And it was just like, do you understand? I mean, maybe it doesn't matter, but it's like, what type of person is cooking food at a fucking strip strip joint? Like, do you know what you've ingested? Like, what I know exactly f- what kind of dudes are cooking that food there because I've known those dudes as well. I'm I'm a very uh, social butterfly. I got <laughs> I you. I got I, you. I know. I got I, you. <laughs> let's, let's move on <laughs> because I have something I really want to do and I want to do it before it's uh it's too late. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, obviously. Oh, wait, actually. Yep. I have to ask you this first. Can you do a sure. French Canadian accent? Okay. A French Canada accent is uh, from the back of the throat. It's uh, sort of a guttural, you know, um, say things like <laughs> redneck. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Parisian French at all. It's uh, more sort of like uh, people trying to like gargle while <laughs> talking in a French accent. It's- isn't there some beef between like the Parisians and the Quebecians? Uh, about oh, they're totally which is better. Like the Quebecians are like, yeah, the people in uh, Paris they speak like a bunch of silly willy furries and <laughs> very tough in- uh, lumberjacks. And then in Paris are like, hey, the people in Quebec. They speak like stupid rednecks. They cannot speak correctly. Like, is that gonna- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there is, there is a beef. I mean, there's an uneasy piece. Um, but you know, because they they do share a language and a culture, and and they're very sort of protective of it. But yeah, there is like a. It's funny because in Canada, like Quebecers are very, very snobby. Like they don't even consider themselves Canadian a lot of the time. Yeah, I saw that on Anthony. And Bork. they're just like. They like had some shit where they yeah. passed a law where like French is their legal yeah. law, and they like sued some fucking Italian restaurant for using the word pasta. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it, it never fucking stops. Like it never stops. It's it's like 
yeah, they're very, um, there's Quebecers who like, they, they are infuriated by English speaking people who don't speak French, even though it's like, but most of the country does not speak French on like an everyday basis, but they are, they are infuriated by it, but they're, yeah, we're not the same as Europe. That's the thing of it. You know, we're our own culture. So like that, so they're, they, 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 take their culture very, very seriously. And, um, it's really funny, but yeah, they do have, they do have an uneasy thing with, with Paris and, and like Parisian French because they think, yeah, that they're very snobby and they think, and they think that being Quebec French is like their own thing and they have their own history, which they do, but they hate everybody else. It's, um, it's a, it's a real treat to be around Quebecers. White people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, uh, actually but here's here's the important thing i just want to know if you could do the french accent because i actually have uh, a lawyer that re- represents my podcast his name is french pierre uh <laughs> if you had been uh if you'd uh, been a fan of this podcast before or a listener you would have already known about him he, i'm sorry <laughs> all the fucking time but um obviously you're great at improv would you be down to do a quick improvisation with me to make an ad for my attorney French Pierre. And sure. then later I can edit it and add music and make it sound like a real ad. And then I'm actually going to like <laughs> take that. I'm going to put it, I'm going to insert it into the podcast as an ad for my, for my attorney. His name is French Pierre. He's a very great guy. Nice. Do you want it to be, well, like French Canadian or Parisian? You're, French? you're a French Canadian. French Pierre, obviously my French Pierre, he's just a nationalist, but he doesn't, he's not, he's, I mean, he's been, rep- I'm, a, I'm an American. He represents me. He's, you know, so it's cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. here's the deal. You're the satisfied client, and French Pierre helped you with a lawsuit with whatever okay. grievance you had. Okay, that's like the premise. So, okay. Like I know that like you do a lot of improv in your regular sure. job, but right to. now we're kind of doing upright citizens brigade, but better because we're both like way cooler and don't like totally. We don't like swim with the dumb fishes. You know, we're like sharks. So exactly. Uh, Never stop moving. Never stop moving. <laughs> or you'll die. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, we could sue the Canadian government or any corporation you want, and then tell me what. Okay. Give me, give me what it is, and then we're gonna do it. And then I'm gonna take all that audio. Then I'm gonna like cut it and put a bunch of I... like uh, French accordions and shit to it. <laughs> 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 and we're gonna make an ad. So, uh, so what, what is your grievance, and who is it with? Is it the, the government or? Um. Yeah, with the government of government of Canada, because that. Uh, they won't force other people to learn how to speak French in the rest of the country. And the thing is, is that I don't want to learn how to speak English well. So I just want other people <laughs> to speak French. Uh, I have to stop you. I have to stop you so we can like start doing this. All right. So yeah. your lawsuit is, oh, so you're my client. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm forcing. We're, we're improving. We're going to do our best. Your character okay. is perfect. Everything you said is perfect. I'm going to do my sure. best. Come in and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. Sure, sure. Say, hello, <clears throat> it is a French Pierre attorney. I create a class action lawsuit in America all the time, but here again in Canada, and here is another satisfied customer. Please tell them, Leah, what have I done for you? Oh, Pierre uh, helped me with lawsuits that I had. It was very important to me. I wanted to sue the entire country of Canada. Yes, yay, we, we. 
And so that everyone will be forced to learn to speak French. Um, I think it's bullshit that the rest of Canada is not learned to speak French on a daily basis. And I do not want to be forced to learn to speak English well. So I think everyone else should just speak French because it's better this way. Hey, it sounds hey, more nice. And I will. <laughs> I am French Pierre, and I will fight for you. I, it is unfair to try to make you speak the English. That's ugly language. It's disgusting. And I have sued yeah. Canadian government, and I have got you a do not stay at the Fontainebleau Hotel and one million francs. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I, Pierre Francois. <laughs> 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 All right, man, that's that. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, shit. Uh, I do have to, oh, man. Can I ask you one more thing? This is like, because I know you do you something. Can ask me anything I, know, like... I know you're a writer. I know you write a lot of shit. And I, I, I know you uh, do some narration for some people's videos. Uh, yeah. This is a question I have to ask is, sure. I can say from personal experience that getting kicked in the balls is one of the most unpleasant feelings I've had. And, you know, I've been burned. I've snapped tendons. Uh, mm -hmm. But impact to the testicles is probably one of the yep. few things that has made me immediately fall into a fetal position. Yeah. Why do yep. you think some dudes like to get kicked in the balls? Well, uh, that's an excellent question. And it's something that, um, you know, it's, it's a great mystery. I've spent many years unraveling. Um, a big part of it is because it's so painful. Like, it's so painful. It's like, if you're a person who digs pain, like on a sexual level, and you want to like turn your fucking amp up to 11, get kicked in the balls. You know what I mean? May, so may, it, may I interject though? Like just yeah. with experience a ball kick? Uh, sure. It's beyond pain because it actually like nauseates you. That's why yeah. like, you know, you can see like a very like tough looking dude, like get kicked in the balls and they crumple. And, like, and they cry and they like fetal because it yeah. makes it, it's like all of the feelings of like the worst uh nausea and diarrhea at the same times with pain <laughs> well that, that's also the thing because it because the thing about like pain and like people who are who dig pain on like a, a sexual level is like that's part of why they seek it out because it kind of like it obliterates everything it's like getting shit faced it's like why some people get shit faced because it's like you just hit a point where you don't think about anything. You know what I mean? Just like just blew my fucking mind. That is it. You guys don't. Yeah. I'm so glad I added you on because like usually with money. Yeah. No, if someone kicks you in the balls, you can't think about anything else. Yeah. No matter what's yeah. bothering you, that's gonna be the only thing that bothers you. Yeah. So some people that's the way that's the way that they kind of like blow their mind apart instead of like getting drunk or like getting high or you know doing other risky behaviors. It's like they just go for the most amount of pain they can possibly withstand. And I mean, that's the quickest way to do it is like get kicked in the balls. You know, like there's no contraptions that need to be fucking brought out. It's just like a quick ball kick. It's also it's also got a lot to do with humiliation, too, because it's like it's hard to be like a suave, sexy dude when you've just been kicked in the balls. Because like you said, you just crumple into a fetal position. I feel like you could kick Ben Shapiro in the balls. Nothing would happen. He, I totally agree. He's just like, mm, I hate the libs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right, you just absorb it and uh, just smile. Before we get to the lightning round, there's one more question. 
Sure, sure, sure. Whatever you What's want. What's that uh, evolutionary theory you were talking about where the thesis is that men's brains have not yet adapted to be able to tell the difference between real sex and imaginary sex? You know, well, that's, yeah. So, that's so evolution. It's pardon? Oh, I just think it's really interesting. And I'd like. It is. Evolutionary psychology, very quickly, is just like it's called the Savannah principle. So, our world has evolved so fast in the last like century, right? Like, human beings have evolved at like a crazy high rate, right? Like, the world that we live in looks nothing like the, the world that we inhabited like a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? And evolution, since we're all subject to evolution, evolution takes a long time for anything to adapt. Like, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. So because human beings have had no time to adapt to a really fastly, rapidly changing environment, we, um, our brains can't entirely catch up. So that leads to maladaptions and that, that explains why some people have, like it explains a lot of human behavior. But one of the things is that men uh, in, the, in the ancestral home, which would have been the savannah, where we lived like 10,000 years ago, which would have been like the savannah plain and we would have had tribes and like been nomadic and shit like that. They wouldn't have had access to porn <laughs> and they wouldn't have had access to like <laughs> lots of women. They would have only had access to like uh, very few women that were around them. And those women were, if they weren't family members, then they would have been because they, they would move people around back then because they wanted to try to prevent incest. Um, so any new women that they would see in the ancestral home was a potential mate. So because our brains haven't caught up yet, the maladaption is that men view sort of women as um, like any woman as a potential mate. But when they're watching porn, it's, you know, in a sexual kind of context. So they have a hard time sort of separating that this woman isn't like someone that they could have sex with. So they can get like attached to porn stars and, and that sort of thing, because in their sort of lizard brain or like ancestral brain, this is a potential sex partner, even though there's no way it's ever going to happen. And that's why people get obsessed with like porn and stuff like that. Cause to them, it's kind of a real thing. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Isn't it? I, 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 I hate this about me right now is the mm -hmm. fact that like, you're saying such really interesting shit. And what my mind went to was uh, <laughs> that John Denver song where it's like, country road, take me home, sweet <laughs> Savannah, back before the internet. I don't know. Something like, I, it, it, the song didn't form in my head. I was, I was, I was listening to you, but like my brain already started. I got you. Like uh, this like. Uh, I got you. Song like we're like, we're a lonesome cowboy. It's just. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. totally. It's appropriate. Or whatever, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Neanderthals. Neanderthals. Take me home. Back before porn. But that's also why why men can get like obsessed with with sex workers too, because even though it's like role play and they know that stuff, because it's like sexual contact context they're they have like form a sort of like attachment because it's like in their in their sort of ancestral mind it's like this is someone that could be a potential mate 
which yeah. is so nothing's ever really just like a simple transaction. There's always that kind of thought in the back of their minds. But some people handle that better than others. Some people maladapt to the maladaption, you know, like they make it weirder and they start doing, you know, com- like making comments in the porno fucking comment section. It's like, <laughs> you might read it. You yeah. might see. <laughs> this, this isn't sexual, but I think it might be partly the same thing. Because like same maybe like vein of like how your brain doesn't know the difference between like what you're like if you're seeing things on a screen versus right. what you're experiencing in your life. And so like I've been a lifelong fan of Jackass. And yeah, I love Jackass. I love Jackass is Chris Pontius because he was the uh, editor of my favorite skateboard magazine when I was a kid. Big Brother. Brother. Yes. And I, I had every like when I once I, when, when I first started skateboarding. I got Big Brother every month. It was like I had to have one. And Chris Pontius yeah. was so he was hilarious then. And people that's back when he was a nobody. And then yeah. uh, my last birthday, I got you know about cameo where yeah, yeah yes. Uh, Chris Pontius cameoed me on my <laughs> birthday, and like you know all those like things that would, that would have shoot off in your head. You know I've actually yeah. I've met Steve O in real life. Really? Yeah, and it was cool, but like actually meeting chris pontius fake like him does a cameo that got paid for as a very very kind and awesome gift for me sure because i love steve-o but like chris pontius is like my like one of my idols you know so this is a big guy i think it explains like what you're saying i met steve-o in real life and i was stoked sure on my birthday when i opened up the laptop and chris pontius was like say like hey doug happy birthday and he like told me a bunch of funny shit like he he did did a pretty good like cool like it didn't feel like he did that for everyone like he like kind of like maybe specialized his shit because i think like whoever like gets you the cameo like gives you gives them some information about you sure i think i was more stoked on the cameo than meeting the other jackass in real life so it's interesting uh, yeah it's interesting because that's part of the evolutionary psychology idea is that because you see people even on screens or whatever in, in your mind, in your ancestral brain, it's like, if you see somebody on a regular basis, then in your ancestral mind, they're your friend or like, you know them. So that's why people get really attached to like famous people they've never met because in their mind, they're like, but I see them all the time. And I, I, I like, you know, they make me laugh or they make me feel good. So it's like, you can't, sometimes you can't separate that that person doesn't know you and that's why and that explains why people get obsessed with certain celebrities or like think that celebrities are talking to them or like sending them signals and stuff like that because you know these people have like an imbalance and then that coupled with the fact that our brains haven't adapted can make people really like wig out on it you know but yeah i know that's exactly what happened all right leah i've got some important news yes time for the lightning round Oh, right. wait. let me tell you how the lightning round works. I'm going to ask you yeah. questions. Yep. As fast as I can. And you have to answer sure. them as fast as you can. Don't think okay. gut reaction only. Don't just like, don't get in your head and be like, what nope. the answer? Nope. Yep. You just, you know what the answer is. It's in sure. your soul. So just dig in your soul. All right, here we go. <clears throat> yep. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready. So you were on record having said that when men describe their penises as being a mushroom shape, that that is disgusting. However, if that is the case, then why was the song Caress Me Down by Sublime a hit song? 
because people are attracted to uh, disgusting things. <laughs> and the 90s was a different time. It was like, yeah, it's like the, way, uh, the way like people in the 60s used to explain like Woodstock. They were like, oh, yeah. it was a different time. You weren't there. My mom always says about the 70s, whenever like something comes up about the 70s, she always goes, you weren't there. Cocaine was a new thing. You know, like, <laughs> But, you know, honestly, after like hearing your on the podcast, you saying that, like, I thought about that song, and he's like, and then she pulled out my mushroom tip, and it went drip, 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 and I was like, yeah, that is that's not super sexy. It's not hot. It's not hot. I mean, it is a fungus, like you're describing. You're comparing your genitals to a fungus. I pulled which... out my fungus tip. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Collins was the post Malone of the '80s. True or false? Oh, God, true. Word. When people say WAP, are they referring to my woke-ass podcast? Uh, probably not, but they should be. They, they ought to be. Get your, yeah. get your minds out of the gutter, people, and get woke. Okay, yeah. My views are my own. All right. Yeah, higher, higher, level up. Go to the higher plane. Go into the light. Canadian accent going. <clears throat> oh, good. How many does it take to buy a bag of milk? <laughs> Wow, someone did the research. Um, I, uh, I know what a loony is. <laughs> loony a and a toonie. We have toonies. Yeah, we have bags of milk here. We do have cartons of milk, but that's just not the same. You know, the Canadian way is a bag of milk. <laughs> it uh, takes, um, nowadays, it would probably be like two toonies or, or four loonies to buy a bag of milk. <laughs> or loonies for a bag of milk? That seems very expensive. It is. Yeah, it's unfair. That's a, a good Canadian. That's a good Canadian accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call a Canadian fuckboy? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Liam? <laughs> uh, Jackson? <laughs> Jackson? Jackson would be a good fuckboy name, uh, for sure. A fuckboy is like, it's like international, perhaps even universal. Um, Currency, like, right. yeah, it's a universal term. They're just fuckboys. But if there is another, if there is another term, I'm not aware of it. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm behind. Well, I just, I heard you guys at McDonald's. Like, if you go to like McDonald's in Canada, like all your your shit's weird and like it's not like, the same stuff. It's like I've heard like, pancakes. It's <laughs> they are pancakes hot and they're terrible. They're gross. Yeah, they're so. And I feel bad. Yeah. That's my last name, and I. I hope that someday I find out that I'm an heir to the McDonald's corporation fortune. Uh, You'll be is, is hockey so popular in Canada because people know the government will replace their teeth for free? <laughs> You've just figured out the um, the secret of why hockey is so popular here. Uh, that's why we, like, we play like basketball and shit down here because it's like. Losing a yep. tooth is real expensive. Okay, here's another one. <clears throat> Should I do another Canadian accent for it? Absolutely. Uh, guess how many loonies it costs just to get a dentist to look at your teeth in America? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it would probably be hmm, a few hundred at least, like maybe 500 loonies. You know, what's funny is actually I'm, I'm in my uh, unfinished studio, so I can, I can actually... Uh, 
I have my drill. I just saw my, my drill is like right beside me. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to perform for you going to the dentist in America. Ready? Okay. Please do. That'll be 200 loonies. And if you want, <laughs> it's going to be 200 more. <laughs> Sounds Donald about right. I'm still president. <laughs> fuck voting. It's fake. <laughs> That's my impression of an American dentist. <laughs> that sounds tremendously accurate. Tremendously accurate. And more loonies. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> Looney. Looney. Uh, Leah, my, my final question is. Sure. All the listeners, how can they find you and check out your shit? Um, uh, my podcast is I'm Deep Throat Podcast. And it's on all the places except apple which now i have to go on because you've ordered me to but it's on spotify and stitcher and deezer and amazon music and all those fucking places but you can go to my um instagram at i'm deep throat podcast at instagram and you'll find me all right that's where i am go find leah check out her podcast hopefully her podcast won't woo you away from uh my views are my own you can have both you, you can have both. You can be, you can have wealth beyond your imagination if you have both podcasts. So totally. Are you ready for it? Get ready for <laughs> Are it. Are you ready for this? All right, Leah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to my views are my own. If you'd like to contact me, you can hit me up at myviewsaremyown.com or on Instagram at myviews. Uh, or my own underscore podcast or on Twitter at my views underscore podcast or at Pierre-Francois. Thanks.